Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 Genesis Scottish Open with a hat tip to the one and only Barbasol in Kentucky. We'll get to all that for you and much, much more. But before we get there, you can follow me on Twitter at BDintrick, my co-host on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Twitter's still here, so we got that going for us. Yeah. And um and uh yeah, we'll we'll see see what happens from there. But uh John Deere, Sep Straka. I didn't get to watch any of Sunday and I turned opened my app at like eight o'clock last night. I'm like, what the hell happened? He was nine under on Sunday. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't watch a bit of it uh after Friday. Um watched some Friday and or Thursday and Friday coverage and then didn't watch I was playing golf myself. Yeah, um, gotcha. All weekend, so I didn't watch um, a bit of it, but quite the leaderboard. Um, Brendan Todd, who you uh, yep. talked about last week. Yep. I uh, wish I would have played more of him. That would have been nice. Smalley, who I swapped off of uh, in my one lineup that I played last week. Um, played well. And Aberg has got another uh, good finish. And, yeah, Sepp Straka, nine under on Sunday, lapped everybody and got it done. Yeah, I had some nice looks going into Sunday, but when Sepp made his run and a couple other guys that kind of went over my dudes, it didn't really help a ton. And I have a great tendency of being in contention and then my guys just doing nothing on Sundays. That's like my my forte to reality right now. It's really <laughs> frustrating. You're, you're that close. If they could just put it together for one more freaking round, it would be nice. But uh, just keep grinding is the name of the game. Um, yep. Stay alive. And we got uh, Scottish Open this week. got the Barbasol. We get um, the British Open next week. I will always call it that, no matter what anybody says. And um, and then you got the Barbasol at the same time. Not the Barbasol, the uh, the uh, Barracuda, Barracuda, which I think they started doing DK for a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. So I think, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. The price pulls will suck, just like they do for the Barbasol this week. I mean, they're awful for the Barbasol. Yeah, I, that's the thing we talk about it all the time. I know we're not the only ones. There's a lot of people that do. We will play. If you build it, it's like if you build yeah. it, they will come. If you put yeah. real tournaments out there, we will fill them up. Yeah. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to be DraftKings? Like, you got they're money hungry. Like, just freaking do it. All they care about sports betting. They've, That's true. They've they've left. <clears throat> they really don't care too often much anymore about DFS. DFS, but I mean, and that sucks because you know, for people who don't have sports betting in their yeah. states, um, you know, this is the only way for us to gamble. So. But yeah. whatever. It's what it is. We'll grind on. We'll have some fun with it. We'll talk both events here as Jesse has his he has a feel for what goes on, at least in the area for the barber. So I'm not gonna say a feel for the picks. I'm not gonna put that much pressure on you. I'm just saying you know the course, you know the area and whatnot. But let's talk uh Genesis Scottish Open here. Any uh past event history you got for us? Yeah. Um so it's been a PGA tour and European tour event for the last two years. Or the last one year, excuse me, this year, year and last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that that was, but it's two years this year. Um, last year, Xander won seven under one shot over Kurt Kitayama. 
the 2021 20, version was um, the Aberdeen Scottish Open, and Minwoo Lee won 18 under in a playoff over Dietrich and Fitzpatrick. Aaron Rye was the 2020 winner um, in the Am- Am- Ab- Aberdeen Standard Investments Scottish Open. Um, completely different than the Aberdeen Scottish Open the next year, but uh, Aaron Rye, 11 under playoff over Tommy Fleetwood, Byrne Wiesberger, 2019 champion, 22 under playoff over Benjamin Hibber. Let's move on to 2018. (laughs) Brandon Stone, 20 under, four shots over Eddie Pepperell. I believe they started playing this in July in 21. Is that correct? I believe so. They've been doing this um, since 2019. They've kind of had it. They've had it at this course since 2019 consistently. They had like a rotation for a oh, while. 2020 was probably just a COVID year. They just yes, pushed it off until Bingo. October. Okay. Yeah. This has usually been a, it's been at this course for four straight years. This course has been in the rotation since 2008. I know that much. Got you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I can name off of RCB, but who gives a shit? Ricky Fowler actually won this event in 2015, but I don't know if it, it was played in Gulane. At that yeah. time, so different joint, yeah. um, and you'll see some PGA names on leaderboards if you go back deep because a lot of guys will come in and play this links style golf the week before the Open to get ready for it and everything, and that's why the you know the DP Tour PGA Tour they're trying to partner up to make things bigger and better to help each other out, quote unquote. And uh, basically, what's fun about this field it's almost like a glorified. Um, I just totally blanked on the word the uh, special events that we have now on tour. Um, uh, uh, elevated. Uh, elevated. elevated it's a it's a glorified elevated because you get the top 75 from the pga top 75 the dp they get the first invitations to come so yeah. that's kind of it's like a glorified elevated event which was you get the best of the best um the the top 10 in the world are all coming except john rom john rom just wanted another week off if i was him i would probably want a week off too like whatever i want type thing no biggie um when it comes to the top like euro players they're all here because they want to be here. They want to play against these guys. Plus, this is their tour. They need to keep getting their their, their Ryder Cup stuff's a mess. So they need to keep like competing and, and making moves there. But to the golf course, it's the Renaissance Club in Scotland. It's a par 70, about 7,240 yards, give or take, on where they put the tees. But um, what's fun about this course is it's um, – is it's, I was just reading it. It's four par fives, uh, five par threes, and nine par fours. It's a little bit different type setup. I've, now I'm looking at a different scorecard. It's 7,300 on par 71. So have fun with this one, folks. Literally, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at two respected places, and they have two completely different things for their information for this week alone. We've so, had quite yeah. a Monday. Yeah, uh, this this is pretty impressive. This is pretty <laughs> impressive. I'm literally looking at two things there, both. But so you, you get the point. They're drivable. They're 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 gettable on two par fives. There's that going for. They go between 550 and uh, 600. Most of the par threes are over 200 yards. The par fours is a drivable par four, but a lot of them reach 450 to 500. That's not going to change no matter what site you look at. Um, a lot of it's played off the uh, the coast, and that's what everyone's going to tell you over and over again. The biggest nemesis to this course will be the weather, and we won't know jack about it for another day or two, at least have an idea. But the weather chance, like when we talk pebble, like the, the, the biggest defense is the weather. The weather can change without even reading a forecast. So it's just one of those you just hope and pray with the best information you can get. And a forecast might not show up. We've seen that where you try to play waves and it doesn't matter at all. So um, it's a hardcore links course. The fairways are very wide, so they want you to play it low. They want to let you run it. So it allows the, the short hitters to play up. 
but the caveat if you dig into deeper um like the past winners and stuff and, and just the leaderboard last year for instance when it was expanded to these two bombers fared very well now that could be because the weather wasn't that bad it was pretty calm in 21 it was a little windy in 22 so it was not like it was not bad like one day when they all went low and then the bombers grinded it out the rest of the time basically is what it came down to so um the the distance does help even though you don't have to have distance to be successful here like most links courses tons of bunkers tons of pop bunkers so that'll be a, a fun thing as well but when you got bombers when you got you know long iron players it's all about approach game for the most part because most links courses aren't really penal in the rough either that's just the way it works let's get to the fescue fescue the rough 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 stuff then it gets nasty but it's all going to be about bombing it off the tee for me and a great approach game and then seeing what you can do with the weather that's kind of I'm, that's the simple approach it's obviously gonna be much deeper than that probably but what do you what do you got on this one yeah i mean i think you hit a lot of the the points i mean it's it's links golf so um typically if you're spraying it off the tee in links golf you're on the side of a hill in the middle of a gorse bush, you just don't know what you're going to get. So probably accuracy um, matters a little bit this week as well. But, uh, and then I, I like to wait course putting because it is a different animal to put over there versus putting on the, you know, pure uh, bent grass greens we got here in America where these guys, you know, get to 25 under par every week. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different animal. So it's, it takes a little bit of getting used to. So I think course history matters. Or history will matter. Um, and one thing with the putting narrative that you're saying is all Euro greens for the most part are super slow because of the wind factor. So it's one of those also that um, you, you listen to different guys. Some guys like faster greens because you can just like go for it where these long and, and, and usually these link screens are huge. So right. now when you're trying to, so when you're trying to two putt and stuff on a slow green and then all of a sudden like a slope change happens you and I know how bad that can get for you yeah. real quick. So these guys are pros. I'm not as worried, but you're going to see some like two putt. Like I haven't put it in my model, but even like two putting or three putt avoidance might be yeah. worth a look, honestly, if you want like a grant, like an extra, extra stat to throw into your mix. Of things. You know, especially if the winning score is going to be like last year at 700 par, you know I mean? Yeah. Like uh, the DFL of making the cut was 13 over. Yep. That so, sense. and the cut was four over last year. So I think last year, because I was reading back and because, like I said, a lot of the big PGA guys have gone over there. It just wasn't as known as this until like recent years. Right. But um, it was either last year, or the year before Tringali went out there and shot six or seven under on the first day, like just torched the course because the weather was fine. And then he nine shot under nine under. And then he shot over part of the next three. Days. I think he finished at six under or tied finished at three under tied for six. That's what it was. Yes. So, correct. Yeah. So that's my point. Sorry. That's my point, though. The weather can just really make things just insane. So, yeah, keep an eye on that is my best bet. That's probably your biggest stat. And then there's a lot of wave advantage typically in this stuff, too. So that's why you just got to really look at it on Wednesday evening before the lock starts. Because it's going to be a lock of early. Yeah. Like 1 a.m. Eastern time. Maybe yeah. I might get to go to bed watching some of it. If well, yeah. never mind. That's assuming they have proper coverage on TV. I'm not even <laughs> going to say that. I'll it'll probably be gone before I wake up in the morning. Let's, let's just pretend that doesn't happen. All right, let's talk some DK picks for the week, and it's going to be a very very top heavy field as you'd imagine. And it starts off with four guys in the 10K range: Scotty Scheffler at 11.6, Rory McIlroy at 10.9, Xander at 10.4, the defending champion, and then Patrick Cantley at 10.2. 
I literally, I'm going to just go right ahead on this one from 9K and above. I have every guy checked off. So <laughs> I have them all. Like, it's going to be, I'll be narrowing things down as the week goes on, but I, it's hard to make hard arguments against any of these guys. I, it's funny because um, I've got them all checked off except for Jordan Spieth. And I was like, I checked him off last when I went back through everything. I'm like, he, he plays these courses like this is his world. <laughs> I'm just, I'm the same. I'm like, man, I can't come out here and tout every single guy, but just play every guy above 9K and you'll be yep. good. With you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, like you said, it's very top heavy. I mean, it's hard not to play Scheffler. I mean, his his course or his his recent form is just absolutely insane. Hasn't finished out the top, outside the top five since the Heritage, where he finished eleventh. I mean, just a crazy run he's on. But he did miss the cut here last year, so um, you know, I don't know if that's going to sway people. Uh, I, I'm. I'm leaning though towards playing Patrick Cantlay. I just come off the fourth place finish last week or last year. Sorry, at this event, uh, fourth in his last start, 14th at the U.S. Open. Hasn't missed a cut since the uh, Phoenix Open uh, way back in February. So playing really good golf right now, and I feel like he may of these guys fly under the radar a little bit. Um, I don't expect Scotty to just because of the miscut last week last year, but you know we'll see. But I mean, like those are the two guys that I'm kind of leaning towards. I wouldn't talk anybody out of any of the four though yeah they're all great plays i'm, I'm kind of with you on the scotty thing because you guys will probably hate me by the end of this show but if you are going to play win factors that's scotty's world in texas so like that's another plus for him but i i laugh every week we do this show he's number one in my model again he just look at every stat outside of putting and he's just like dum, 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 just checks yeah. everything so it's ridiculous how good he is playing golf right now so yeah i won't talk yet of that and then i yeah you can't lay the, the low owned one in this group and he's fourth on my model his off the tee game has been outstanding. His par fours from 450 to 500, he's 10th. He's great in birdie or better. The par threes, 200 plus, he's third in this field. Those are all going to be big time things when all said and done. So I'm a big fan of that. What are your thoughts on, since we can, since we got to pick these all apart here for a second? What's your thoughts on Rory? You know, seventh at the Travelers, second at the US Open, ninth at Canadian, seventh at Memorial. He's not winning, but he's sliding his way into consistent top tens. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good run. He's on two five straight top tens. Um it's really only supplanted by uh by Scotty's seventeen thousand straight top fives or whatever he's on right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously Rory missed the cut here in twenty one. He finished thirty fourth in nineteen. So his two starts aren't great. Uh but yeah, I mean if you want if you want to play Rory, play him. I don't play him. I just I've never been on the Rory side of things. Um I'm typically, you know, going with Scotty or other people up top, um, and but there's some big time Rory stands out there, and like I said, I wouldn't talk them out of playing him if that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, I just want, I just want to bring him up because he's fifth in my model. He's fourth off the tee, first in driving distance. If you want to play that narrative, he's third in the par fours. He's second in the par three. He's like he's played really good golf. I feel like neither of us ever play him, so I feel like this show doesn't give him any kudos. I just want to bring it up for people listening. Like you can play all these guys. You can play all the guys in the next range. We're not going to argue with pretty much any choice you make, but. Uh, those are the ones for us. In the 9K range, you got Fitz, who played here well here last year at 98, Hovland at 97, Hatton at 96, Ricky coming off the big dub at 95, Fleetwood 94, Spieth 93, Lowry 91, and Wyndham Clark at 9,000. Um, even Wyndham Clark deserves to be in this range right now. That's what's crazy about this. So yeah. what do you like in the 9K range? Maybe higher. I mean, yeah, you know, sure. I go 16th Lowry here last year for Wyndham. <laughs> uh, won the U.S. Open, finished 29th at the Travelers the next week. Has two wins in his last five starts. Did miss the cut to PJ Championship, but other than that, just playing 
outstanding golf. And I mean, if you want somebody who's a ball striker, uh, you know, it's Wyndham Clark. I mean, you could see it at the U S open, how good he is. So I do like him. Um, Hovland at 97, he did miss the cut here last year. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's at 9,700, very playable Hatton at 96, three of three made cuts at this event, um, has played every year except for 2020. And, uh, he was re- like really, really good up two months ago, kind of fell off a little bit, but did finish third at the Canadian and made the cut finish 27th at the U S open. Ricky, obviously past champion here at a different course, but we know that he can play links golf courses. Obviously if he can win the Scottish open, even if, if it's at another venue, um, the course history besides, I mean, really don't matter 47th missed cut, but we know how good Ricky Fowler is playing golf right now. Tommy is just, you play him everywhere. I, I, I don't really like this price on Tommy, but he did finish fourth here last year, finished second here in 2020. Lowry, um, you know, you just play him in the wind. If it's windy, play him. Uh, and he's actually playing really good golf uh, right now. The price on him, too, is a little bit high. So I could see, like, Lowry and Fleetwood of the two being the kind of the lowest owned in this range. Maybe besides Spieth. I don't have Spieth checked off. Maybe you can make a case for him. I don't know. It's well, it's it's weird because it kind of goes. I wanted to bring Rory up because the stats look great. If if because like I don't know everybody's a stat person, but we have them here so we can talk about them. Um, Speeds eight in my model, and I'm not a big speed guy. But if you just look at the numbers, like he's 12th on approach, uh, he doesn't jump off the page really anywhere. But it's like 40th, 31st, 44th, 43rd, 13th. The burger better sucks at the par threes we're looking at, but then fifth on the par fives we want to crush. So. If and we've seen him in links courses time and time again, oh. even good and bad conditions, it does not matter what it is. He finds his way, just like Augusta, he finds a way to be there in the end, to at least like maybe top 10. I guess. Um, I'm not saying he's gonna win the whole damn thing, I'm not gonna be that crazy, but he t 10 here last year. Uh, so and he wasn't even doesn't feel like he's he feels like he's playing similar golf, maybe a little worse right now, but still a guy that just gets the job done. The only thing I think of though, when we're talking ownership, like you're saying. Everybody loves Jordan. They're going to say the same thing I just said about his links history. So yeah. I think that helps him. And then everybody loves Fleetwood, no matter the freaking price, especially when he comes over to Europe. It's sure. just, I just feel like that. But then again, you got Fowler, who's going to get a ton of ownership. Um, it might mean you play the Fitzes, the Hattons of the world, and see where things go. We'll obviously no more. We're recording on Monday. Uh, by Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning, we'll have a much better idea of kind of where things are going. But it, 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 it could be really spread out because you can make great cases for all these guys. And that's what makes it great. Like for me, Fitz has played great here. Fitz keeps adding distance to his driver. Fitz, this is just the thing that fits him beautifully. I, I love everything about this golf course and this setup for him. I wish he was a little cheaper. I'm not going to deny that. But at 98, like you could probably go Cantley Fitz right out the gate and play whatever chalk you want to play after that. Yeah. And just do whatever you want. And that's the beauty of this thing. So I do like Fitz. I love Hatton. We've been on Hatton from the beginning. And one thing I like kind of for some of these guys, because for a while we were playing so many of them, they had all the elevated events, all the majors. They took freaking time off finally. Like Hatton just took – he hasn't play, played in three weeks unless he's played in Europe somewhere because I don't they don't have the Europe stats here. Uh, so, he has not made a start since the U.S. Open. So yeah, like, That's huge for a guy that was playing literally every single freaking week. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Um, like most of these studs did not play the last two weeks. That's just been the reality of the situation. So um, I think Hatton, Fitz, those will be my main two up top. 
And then like windy at nine K could be another low and dude. So it's, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, pl- I try not to play too much ownership these days. We've talked about how the chalks just, everyone's smart. There's so much good information out there, but I think when it's like so cut and dry, like real close with these guys, that's when I like to play the ownership game and yeah. see where things go. It's not when it's like a big gap, like if it's notable, good chalk, I'm in. But when you're looking at the difference between like a Fleetwood, a Spieth, and then a Hatton and a Fitz, I'll take the cheap, the lower on Hatton Fitz all day long. And we'll, yeah. we'll play that game. So that's the argument. Like, at least we got those discussions in this range of sides. Yeah, these guys are all freaking good. And no one will be shocked. Like, Hovland, I always have my questions on just because he sounds like <laughs> his bunker game sucks. But then he also just finds ways to, like, I don't know, doesn't off, like overwhelm me too much. But then again, his last run he had right before the end of the year was awesome. So maybe he's figured it out. He's young, very possible. I'm going to stay away from Ricky as much as I love Ricky. Um, I think, you know, it's, you're bound for a setback here for a second, but who knows? We'll see how that one goes. All right, 8K range. You got Minwoo Lee, who's played well over here. Max Homa, Justin Rose, Sungjae, Tom Kim, who played well here last year. Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, who can't figure it out. Mr. Ludvig Aberg, who had a nice top five last week. Adam Scott and Corey Connors, another really solid 8K range. Yeah, it is. Uh, Minwoo up top there at 8,900. That's way too much, just given the – the guys right below him. But, I mean, hypothetically speaking, that would mean he would be lower owned. We'll see. Um, he's been on a pretty good run. Uh, his last four PGA Tour starts, ninth, fifth, 40th, and 18th. Did miss the cut here last year, one in 21, and finished 30th and 20. So, I think he's fine. Tom Kim in 8,500, third place here last year. It's just hard, like, to say – Yes, for sure, play Tom Kim, given the fact that he's miscut 38th, eighth, miscut, miscut, 34th, 23rd. I mean, like, you thought he was kind of coming on at the U.S. Open there, and then since then, 38th miscut. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's just weird. Uh, but Aberg at 8,200 most definitely will play. Uh, you know, I mean, this he's just started so well in his PGA Tour career. It's hard to to hop off right now. I finished fourth last week, 40th at the Rocket Mortgage the week before that. So uh, playing solid golf. Adam Scott at 8,100. This is a typical underprice on Adam Scott, just like almost every week, because he probably won't win, but most likely he's going to make the cut. I know he missed the cut at the U.S. Open completely. effed me there, but uh, came back with a 19th place finish at the Travelers. Um, you know, scored 93 DK points at 7,900 bucks. Pretty good. And then last but not least, yeah, Corey Connors. I mean, if it's going to be like a ball strikers, you know, make pars type of place, that's where you want Corey Connors. Um, and he finished ninth at the Travelers uh, a couple weeks ago. So I think he's fine, but I'd rather have a burger, Scott, myself. Yeah, this is your bombers area. Like more considered, like there's bombers above, I'm not saying that. But in this range, Men released fourth in this field over the last 24 rounds, Aberg's fifth, Scott's sixth. So if you're playing that narrative, that's a great place to start. Just throw that out there. Um, then Willie's got the success here. He proved that that was big. He's still 30, 30th in my model. His approach game is wonky, but the finishes have been good, like you mentioned, because he can get it done around the green and save pars. That's That might be what it takes here. And he obviously knows the recipe because he got it done here. So I, I'm with you. I'm Min Woo. Justin Rose, 10th in my model. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open, 8th at the Canadian right before that. He's been playing really, really good golf this year. Another guy's taking multiple weeks off. He went back to, to England just to kind of chill with his family, so he's already used to the area now. Wouldn't be surprised if he went out and played here already before this week started just to kind of get loose, get ready for the open. Um, his approach game is sixth in this field, seventh around the green, 12th in the par fours. 
uh, 29th in the par fives. I like him in 87. Aberg, Scott, Connors, the other three I've checked off. I'm 100% with you there. Um, eventually, like you're waiting for the the Aberg missed cut, but maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe just one of these young guys that a bad week for him is 40th. That's just yeah. the way to go. And it's back to back week now weeks now with the Saturday, just like what happened round. So he's literally it feels a lot like kind of like a Wyndham Clark type thing. It's can he it, once he puts four rounds together, he's gonna win. Like simple. It's as simple as that. So I don't know if it's this week because this field is ridiculous, but for a bomber, wide fairways, that's a good thing. So let him have some fun out here with 100 percent with you on Adam Scott. Like we just keep playing Scotty, enjoy it, enjoy his like T30 or better, and 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 have fun with that one. And if it's not windy, Corey Connors could be a G. 75 to 79. You got Smalley, Aaron Rye, Rasmus Hogard, Lucas Ebert, Tagala, Gary Woodland, Brian Harmon, Thomas Dietrich, or Tomas Dietrich, sorry, uh, Seamus Power, Ryan Fox, and Doug Gim. We're starting to get more of the Euro feel coming in this now, as you can tell. Yeah. So uh, this is where you can differentiate really good if you want to. What do you like here? Yeah, Smalley at 7,900, finished 10th year last year, coming off a second place finish at the John Deere last week because I swapped off of him at the last minute. Um, Aaron Rye at 7,800, he won this event. It was in October of 2020, so probably different course, but still, uh, he's two out of four made cuts at this event. He finished 35th and 21, but missed the cut in 22 and 19. Um, three straight made cuts for him on tour, though, including the third place at the Canadian. And ninth, his last time out at the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, Thigala at 7,600. I can start playing Thigala again if we're going to be down in this range on him as far as the pricing goes. He hasn't missed a cut this calendar year. Um, he's never played here, but that's been the case for him a lot this year. So uh, I like Thigala at 76. Ryan Fox at 75. Two out of four made cuts. He's made the cut the last two years here. His best finish is 44th. That's 47th and 44th in the last two years, two missed cuts before that, but um, has been playing really good. He made the cut at the U.S. Open, made the cut at the uh, PJ Championship, made the cut at the Masters. Uh, so in these big events, he has shown up and finished pretty decently, especially for somebody in this price range. And last but not least, uh, Dietrich, four out of four made cuts, 10th, 2nd, 30th, 43rd in his last four starts at this event. But coming off two straight missed cuts, both of them uh, in the States where he, uh, you know, missed the cut at the Rocket, missed the cut at the Travelers, had made three before that. But, I mean, the finishes aren't really – the form's not great, but the, this is purely a um, a course history play, 7500 bucks. Yeah, with, I'm with you 100% on Fox and Dietrich on this one. Like, these are the – when you're talking Euro Tour guys, these are guys that consistently put it up even in big events, like you're saying. So, uh, I'll go right back to that. The course history of Dietrich is ridiculous. Like – He's a guy I used to play every week because when he transferred over to the PGA, he kept it going. He's kind of taking a few. He's kind of taking a few steps back. It feels like maybe going back to Europe's a, a recipe for success for him. He is a bomber, so this could be a big thing. Him and Fox both hit it pretty good, so I like both of them with you. If it is windy, do you got to play the ground? Gary Woodland looks real good to me. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. He's fourth in approach over the last 24 rounds, and he's a guy that can use his three wood as stingers and have all kinds of fun. So I think Gary Woodland's in play. Like the small call, Aaron Rye, I will 100% go back to him. I got no problem. You talk about approach game, definitely one of the best in the field. Par 5 scoring is outstanding and knows this course very well. And then last but not least, I will mention Rasmus Hogard coming in in pretty good form. Uh, he's, still, he's currently playing so well on the European Tour, not consistently well, but playing so well. He's like with points, I believe, on the Ryder Cup team. So or I heard so, there's either 
expected to be on the team, something like that. So um, Hogard would be a dude that you could probably get maybe lower owned up in this range. That's the problem is if you're using Fantasy National like I do, they don't have Euro stats, so these stats are going to be all wonky. So just kind of do what you can there. But Hogard would be the dude outside of the main people that we know to go with there. And then I, I will mention Doug Gim. Doug Gim, he's the guy that plays hot and cold. Right now he's playing very well, 26th, 33rd, 15th, 12th in his last uh, four events. He used to play a lot on the uh, the Euro Tour too, so that could be going for him. He finished 16th here last year, so Gim at 75 could be another one to take a look at. 7K to 74, Jesse, who you liking? Yeah, 7,400, uh, Eric Cole. Um, he's, he's never played here, but he does have five straight made cuts on tour and has made uh, seven of his last eight, so pretty solid for him. Norin at 7,200. He finished 30th here last year, coming off a ninth-place finish at the Rocket Mortgage. Had a really, really down year for Alex Norin, but maybe that ninth-place finish is a, is a sign of something to come, so 7,200 bucks. Not bad. Uh, Jordan Smith at 7,200. Um, he's made two out of four cuts at this event, 24th missed cut, 36th missed cut in his last four years here. Uh, and he's been playing mostly European tour, so it's one of those guys. But he did finish 20th at the uh, U.S. Open um, a couple weeks back in, and I believe he made the cut in his last two events at the, in the European tour, just judging by the amount of points he would have gotten. At least I'm suspecting that. Uh, Keith Mitchell at 7,236th here last year has made two straight cuts on tour, made, uh, five of his last six, just not having really a great year for what he had comparatively speaking to his, to 2022 year. But, uh, but I think Keith is playable at 7,200 Harrington at 7,100, um, two out of four made cuts at this event. Um, and he's been playing a very, very limited schedule, but has made every cut since the Desert Dubai Classic back in January, and that's only five events. But either way, that fits my narrative better when you just say doesn't miss a cut. <laughs> Brandon Wu, Brandon Wu at uh, 7,100, sixth here last year, but has missed two straight cuts on tour, which is very sad. Uh, he has missed four of his last five. He did finish ninth at the Canadian Open, so – it's just really a more of a course history hit and hope type of play. Um, what about P. Rodge missing the fucking cut last week? Dude, what a – well, I guess what happens when he's a chalk. I'm just going to say that much. When you get P. Rodge yeah. chalk, that never yeah. ends well, people. Like, I'm, we talk P. Rodge on the show a lot. When he's chalk, he just run for his heels. Like, yeah, I, wish I, was, well. I wish I would have. I wish yeah. I would have not. Yeah, once I saw that yeah. in the morning, I'm like, yep, I know where this show is going. Really. <laughs> like, just sign off. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, for me, if you want to go again, like kind of course history I mean, on the, the bomber narrative, Kirk Kanyama at 7,400 bucks is one I'd look at. I love Eric Cole. Like you mentioned, I keep playing him every week and he's, I figured he'd be more popular and he's, he's getting popular, but not as popular as I think you thought he would be, especially in smaller fields. So I do like Eric Cole at 74. Um, a couple other guys down here though. I'll hunt Alexander Bjork really is interesting to me. He's, he's finished fourth, eighth, ninth, sixth in his last four Euro tour events. If you want to go farther back, 29th, 4th, 4th, 14th, 16th, 28th. That's called playing pretty good golf. So Alexander Bjork would be one I would have in mind at uh, 7300 bucks. Adrian Moronk is a guy we've loved. Struggle, like miscut at Canadian Open, miscut at the U.S. Open. Goes back over to Europe, 3rd and the 15th. 
we're back in Europe, folks. Adrian Moronk is a, another one that I don't mind at $7,300. Uh, Thorburn Olsson is a guy that we've seen play a lot on the PGA Tour as well as the Euro Tour. Missed cut last week, 15th, 44th. Missed cut third. He's got high – reeks of GPP is all I'm trying to say. Like he's got the, the big uh, abilities. He can hit the ball pretty well. So I'm um, with that. Jordan Smith, I like your call there. I, I had him – probably before I even looked at him, so I know he plays very well over on the Euro Tour. And I agree with your Alexander Noren sentiments. Like, at 7200 bucks, it's just a – it's been a weird year for Noren, but it feels like, I don't know, ninth of the Rocket Mortgage, miscut. Then he went to DP, 12, 50 seconds, 20. Like, it's just – he feels like he's close. I don't know. So, uh, if he was playing well, obviously most guys you could say this for anybody, he's never really a $7,200 guy. Right. So, Alexander Noren definitely is intriguing. Yannick Paul at 7100 bucks be another Euro guy that I was looking at. Uh, 49th last week, then 8th and 3rd as previous two events. So he's uh, trending in the right direction for a $7,100 player if you're looking for some Euro dudes. And other than that, I had Garrett Higo highlighted because I just ignore him every week because I'm just so tilted by what he does to my fantasy lineups. <laughs> but if you look at him, 21st last week, 33rd at the Rocket Mortgage, missed cut of the Travelers, 50th at Canadian, 30th at Memorial. That's playing decent golf. Like he's making cuts and getting things done if you want to go even deeper he missed the cut here last year but um at seven thousand dollars he could be uh, an interesting play for me so someone else to think about 6k range if you thought that was fun this is even better what do you like here yeah nothing i was gonna ask you but since i, got you blo- <laughs> I was gonna since i got you blocked since he's got you blocked you, did you, you didn't see billy ho's uh rental car saga did you no, 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 no. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a chance oh, yeah. to see that. It was great. I guess it's some some place in Europe or whatever that they use every year. He goes there, and they told him that they can't rent him a car because they don't rent out cars to professional athletes. So he, he tweeted this out, and so then he tweeted out Avis because Avis saved him. I should have always stuck with a PGA Tour sponsor. It was, it was good stuff. I figured you'd appreciate um, that. <laughs> I mean, talk about a bad like having a bad year. Good. Lord. Yeah, I was just looking at him because I was like trying to find some people to click on here, but. I'm not. I will not go below the seven K range. I, I mean, the last guy I will play is Brandon Wood, seventy one hundred. I'm I'm yeah. not going below this. Yeah. But a couple of names: Tom Hogue, maybe sixty nine hundred. Why? I don't know because it's Tom Hogue. Yeah, uh, approach game, yes. Yeah, I mean Matt Wallace. He's been playing a lot of uh, PJ Tour events and like not making very many cuts. But he is three out of four at this event. He did miss the cut here last year, but made it three consecutive years before that. Thurston Lawrence, 24th year last year, playing mostly European tour stuff. He did make the cut at the BMW, but missed the cut. Or No, he made the cut at the British Masters and the BMW International. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open Memorial. Made the cut at the PGA. I mean, like, I... It's GPP world down here. I I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's like, don't even play any of these guys. Like, I, I would love to find a guy to click on down here. Usually there's at least one. Like, there's no Peter Kest in here. You know, no, there's no, no. Uh, we'll talk about him in a minute, though. William Mao, you know, I mean, I got nobody down here. I just, I, I, I can't force it. I want to, and I can't do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to be down here, but if you need to, here's the dart throws I have in play. Callum Tarum is 6,500 bucks. He is making cuts on the PJ playing well, and he can drive. He's a, we consider a bomber. Let's put it that way. And then one of the boys you've liked quite a bit lately, MJ Doffy. 
Um, he's coming. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know nothing about no MJ Dolphy. You mentioned him a few times. No. Have I? Yeah, it was the last few events 35th of the John Deere, 24th of the Rocket Mortgage, 38th of the Canadian Open. So he's made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's been playing really well. <laughs> he's made three straight cuts. Did not play here last year, though. So I'll mention those two at 65. But like you said, I would try to avoid this range with all of my ability. Like Thurston Lawrence, the worst part is that's a freaking Pat Mayo dude. Like always, always. They bet him all the time. So, it, like, you, you don't want chalk 6K guys. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, I mean, he won't be over a percent. Yeah, like 6 or 7% probably at the most. Maybe. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on how this breaks out. Hopefully, you don't need to go down here. All right, let's recap things 10K and above. Who, if you had to pick one, who are you taking? I'm going to say Cantlay. I like it. That's different. Since you said that, I'll, stay, I'll, I'll do the chalk. I'll, I'll take Scotty. But I like your approach there. 9K. Um, I am going to take Hatton. Yep. If you didn't take him, I was. I'll take Fitzpatrick. Um, 88K range. I'm going to say Aberg. I will go with Scotty. Give me Adam Scott. Uh, 75 to 79. Thigala. Um, I will go with Ryan Fox in this one. 7K to 74. Podrick Harrington. That's a sneaky one. I'll go Alexander Bjork. I'm going to be overweight on this guy. He's going to miss the cut. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and we will just ignore the 6K range. We talked about why we hate that right now. I'm not even going, going to make you pick one. I'm not even going to do it. Um, now, you can't play cash this week. It's yeah. dicey because of the weather is the biggest thing. If it was a regular week, right. you could really play cash. Uh, this, it'll turn into a U.S. Open if the weather shows up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 8K range, Arena, cash game. Who are three guys you start out with? AKA the AK range. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that's why I was looking straight at him. Yeah. Just pick three guys from here. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, Adam Scott is cash viable just about every week. Um, I would probably put uh, Justin Rose. I didn't mention him yep. before, I'd but I mean, Rose it's, with just, him, yeah. it's just Rose. Um, would probably put him in that range as well. And then, I mean, like Wyndham Clark. That's fair. Like, I'd, I'd go Scott, Rose. And if you wanted, like, Aaron Rye. I'm cool with that just because of Ryan's history here. I have confidence at least a made cut, I would assume. Uh, if you're playing tournaments, though, this is where the fun begins. Where are you starting? Yeah, uh, Cantlay, Aberg, and uh, Ryan Fox. Yeah, I'm going to go Fitz, Tyrell Hatton, and Adam Scott. Let's, let's have some European fun on this one, even though Scott's, you know, from Australia. So I understand that. <laughs> um, now, if you're basically for- European, though, because he's not American. Bingo. Uh, he plays on the opposite of any U.S. team in any important event. That's my point. <laughs> he just plays in the President's Cup, not the uh, the Ryder Cup. Uh, if we're getting picks to win this week, though, this is where it gets fun because most of the big dogs are like all 22 and above. So uh, what do you like this week? Wyndham Clark's 35 if you're feeling lucky. Yeah, I mean, I think Wyndham at 35 is not terrible. I mean, six and a half again on Sky Scheffler. That's, that's just it's fucking ridiculous. Take the minus 125 top 10 and walk away. <laughs> Or the plus one fifty top five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you've done that every week, you made pretty good money right about now. a lot of money. The last yeah. five weeks or however many he's done it. Uh, Hatton at twenty is not terrible. Um, you know, I mean, JT at forty, you just never know. I mean, like I feel like anything above twenty for Justin Thomas is it's almost like you have to bet him. I know he's really in bad shape right now as far as his game goes, but maybe he goes and plays the links course and figures some shit out. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean him, otherwise, I mean, the at 80, maybe I would maybe take a a stab at that, but 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just anytime that fucking Scotty Scheffler's in the field, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Well, any, any, anytime it's top heavy like this, it's like there's a reason the odds are so, so tight on these top guys. It just, even, even the books know it's going to be hard for an outsider to get in, which is, you know, it's Minnewilly won this thing last time, or Xander won it last year, Minnewilly won it the year before. But um, yeah, the first year they really all showed up together, Xander took it down. So it just kind of goes to show you how that one plays. But um, yeah, this is, this is tough. I would like Rosie at 40, if you need kind of a longer one, would be one I'd be cool with. I'd take Alexander Bjork at top 10 at plus 850. I'm just going to roll with that the way he's been playing lately. Let's see if you can roll over that uh, that success. Maybe top twenty might be safer for you if you're feeling not as lucky. But yeah, they're overall winners. It's you know Scotty's fifty five. I don't see him winning it like we talked about. That's the problem. Aberg's forty five. I don't know if this is the week for him. But yeah, Rose at forty. I'm with you there. Clark at thirty five is not bad. The way he's playing some golf. Fitz at twenty two. I like. I think that's and Hatton at twenty. But yeah, it's a tough week. Tough week indeed. All right, the moment everyone's been waiting for. The Barbasol with our local, is it Kentuckian? Is that how we say yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's correct. Yes, yes. Okay. I want to make sure. So Jesse, the floor is yours for your, yeah. your, your local major. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's a big week. Uh, Nicholasville, Kentucky hosting the uh, Barbasol championship for the sixth year, maybe potentially the final year. That's what the word on the street is that, oh, uh, no. yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, well, the problem is, is, you know, anytime you have like, so first of all, in Kentucky, we have a short, it's like a six, seven month, really like five month golf window, right? Like where you're playing like really good conditions. Um, I mean, I've been playing golf since January 1st, but still the conditions are terrible, you know, at that time of year. Anyways, long story short, Barbasol, Nicholasville, just south of Lexington. Um, the score, the winning scores since 2018 have been 23 under, 26 under, 21 under, 25 under. Um, so it's, I mean, they, they beat this place up, dude. I mean, like, if you can hit it long ways, it's not difficult. If you can keep it in the fairway, it's not difficult. It's going to rain a shit ton this week, supposedly starting Wednesday. We're going to have like just rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds. So it's going to be really soft. Um, they usually lift, cut the, clean the play. <laughs> it uh, most likely be lift clean and place in the fairway. They usually cut the damn fairways down. Uh, I mean, like we play this in the member guest in, 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 in May and that the, the, the rough is two or three inches taller than what they, that he's, he's got, I mean, like they just, I don't know why they don't make it tougher, but you know, to me, it's a tough track to them. They shoot 25 under over three days. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be soft. It's going to be like uh, just about every year that they've ever played it here, it's been like that. Um, it's a really fun golf course, or any golf course really to me is fun when it's hard and fast, but we just it's hard to do that in Kentucky. We did have a little bit of that earlier this year. So with that being said, um, Josh Teeter, obviously, you're going to play him at $8,200. He's a local guy. Uh, everybody's out there to see him. Uh, Peter Kest, the dude we've been talking to the last few weeks, $10,000. Justin Lauer, 9,300. He withdrew last week with COVID, uh, but he was off a ninth place finish the week before, or eighth place finish at the week before at the Rocket Mortgage. Tano Goya at 6,900. And I saw somebody else tweet about Kevin Roy. So Roy I'm finally showed up them. last week because we made fun, we make fun of him every week because our stats love him, but he finally had a big week last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, supposedly he's figured it out. I don't know. So we'll say him. Um, Troy Merritt's a past champion. I, I, that, that, but like I could see like Ash K 
winning this week. Um, I don't have the let's see the he's odds. ninety five nine. Oh, case, I'm what I'm talking about DK prices. I oh yeah, but I was just thinking like like betting wise, twenty eight to one, ridiculous. Um, for, in this field, that is pretty ridiculous actually for. For guys won before, but I mean Kest, who just has his like third start in the last two years or something on the BJ Tour, is twenty five to one this week. So I don't know. Cameron Champ, man, at 30, 3500 should Bomber. like hypothetically do well. He can drive number one. Um, he's probably gonna have a nine iron, eight iron into number two. I mean, like it, it, it's a, it's not a long golf course for him, and so if he just keeps it inside the confines of champions trace golf club and doesn't hit it on military pike you know i mean i think he he could do well so there's another guy um lauer mentioned him you know it's grayson murray type of grayson murray well last week yeah i was gonna throw him out there he's 8750 to one it's interesting it's the the thing about it it's like you don't really like you look at the past winners trey mullinax seamus power jim herman troy Merritt. what the fuck do they have in common Nothing. Uh, nothing. Yeah. It's just basically <laughs> keep it in the fairway, have a good approach game. What do we call it, Jesse? Hot luck box putting. putting. Yeah. <laughs> That's all get, it is. Just make every putt you stand over. Which these greens yeah. to me are tough. Um, and they're they're kind of like some really, really tough pin positions, but uh, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna I've I've never been to this event. I'm gonna go for the first time on Saturday. Awesome. I don't have any golf playing for this week. I'm gonna go and hang out with some buddies who are members out there. I think it's going to be a really fun time to see yeah, it, it and uh, to watch these guys play out there. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Your boy, Afi Barnrat, 7,800 bucks. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Kiradek obviously is probably going to win. Can you go, even though, make, so, can you go, can you go take a, a toke next to him and like get a picture of both <laughs> you guys with the, the, with the smoke coming out? I think it'd be so fitting. Dude, that is a great idea. If, if, it, <laughs> if I can catch him after the, or before. Cause he'd do it. Round, he would do it in two seconds. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> this is somebody who makes, makes the cut. though. <laughs> That's true. Going to go on Saturday. Yeah, he even true. started an event. He's sixty to one in this field. I don't even I, like. We haven't talked about him in two years. Yeah, that's so good. That's why I love these events. I'm a huge fan of seeing like these guys we haven't seen forever. Then you turn it on Saturday morning and they're like T six, and it's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the, the cool thing about this too is, you know, obviously you're going to have the Scottish Open. It's going to be over by noon or so Eastern time, and then. Golf Channel will show this event at least the well, last nine nine ish holes of on it. On the so. week on the weekends, yes, because the the problem I'm concerned with is I got the Golf Channel on as we record. They keep uh, advertising the American Century Championship out of Tahoe starting on Friday morning at nine thirty Eastern. Oh, is that the that's the, the celebrity tournament? So Barbasol uh, might be third fiddle this week, but the celebrities in Tahoe. because <laughs> they'll be on NBC Saturday and Sunday. So yeah. the Golf Channel will be the Barbasols. They get they get the Barbasol on, on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think we've, I think we've had enough fun with this, but um, <laughs> I, I'm glad you're going. You're gonna have a great time. Like life yeah, golf, especially of course you know it's gonna be freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So and plus you'll be with members with a little extra access. Ask Jeff Feinberg how that goes. So um, you can check all that cool stuff out. But if you could somehow get a pick, I'm I am rooting for. Hey, this podcast needs Affy Barnrat to make the cut. Everybody, this yes. needs to happen. It'll if he's there play. Saturday, uh, I'm going to try to find him before he, oh. before after he plays. Yeah, he will. Obviously, not going to ask him while he's on the golf course. Yeah, because he will 100 percent do it. I, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind he would do it. Yeah, but we'll look forward to hearing about that next week when we talk about the Open Championship, the British Open. The the, the what do they call it? The Open Championship brought by the Queen herself or some crap like that. Yeah, I, it's uh, they add stuff to it. 
Oh, there's all kinds of ways. I've heard multiple yeah. ways of saying it, but regardless, it's one of it's my favorite tournament to watch major wise because it's wide open, yep. wide open, just pure amazing. So we'll check that out next week and much, much more. Hope you guys have fun this week. Hopefully they have better tournaments for the Barracuda. I doubt it because um, the Barbers Hall didn't, so Barracuda won't. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Make sure you check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm on Twitter at BDentric. Until next time, this is your 2023 Genesis Scottish Open and Barbasol preview. Catch you guys next time. Oh,